My name is Jessica Chaplin. I'm a senior at the University of Michigan studying MCDV in Spanish with a minor in translation studies. For my translation minor capstone project, I've created this blog to highlight different aspects of medical translation. Today, I have Isabel Ryan here with me. So hi, yes, my name is Isabel Ryan and I am a French interpreter here at Michigan Medicine. And uh, I work as well in the translation division, which is part of the interpreter services as well. All right, so let's get started. The first question I have for you today is, why did you decide to become an interpreter? Um, of course, there are always many things that um, part of it, but I guess where life took me, but as well the, the love of language. It's always um, interesting when you speak more than one language, things you, you discover about your own language. And um, of course, um, you get to meet a lot of people. It's, it's always wonderful from different backgrounds. And, um, and that's about it. And what kind of training or experience was required to become an interpreter? Um, so we have a requirement. Of course, you have to be proficient in, um, in, in English and your target language. And you could have more than two languages, of course. But you, you have to be proficient at it, not only being able to, to speak it. Um, and we have certifications for, for that. And uh, one, for example, the, we do the CHI, which is the Certification Commission for Healthcare Interpreters. And it's, it's nationally recognized and they, they have, um, Written test and oral test, so we 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 are certified um, to and be able to become an interpreter. And how did you originally learn French? So I I was I'm from France originally, so I was born there, and um, I learned English. Well, English we learned was British English, so coming to the United States was different. It's like <laughs> another language, but you get used to it. <laughs> and do you think an interpreter should be a native speaker of the languages they translate? They should, they should be proficient in, in the language because you, you, you may have someone who was born in the US and is able to speak fluently in Spanish and English, um, but uh, are they really proficient to, to the, to be an interpreter, are they proficient in those both those languages? And how do you navigate? How do you navigate interpreting different dialects? So we, um, for French-speaking patients, we have many patients from African countries, West Africa, and it's where the where French is the official language. So they they learn French at school but they, they speak many dialects. And of, of course, I, I do not know their, their dialects, but um, I, I try to, to, to understand um, of the, the dialect, maybe um, to try to, to find out, maybe by speaking with, with them, uh, maybe uh, doing a little research on my own, 
but um, I, I try to find out a little bit more about their dialect when possible. So should an interpreter know all of the dialects that they translate? So it's it's hard to, I, I don't think we can know all the, the dialects even, but you have to be aware of the different, different one. Even for example, if you take Spanish, Spanish is different if you speak it in Spain or uh, Mexico, uh, different speaking, uh, Spanish speaking countries. So you, you have to be aware of the differences. And so what does a typical day as a medical interpreter look like for you? Um, the every day is always different. Although we do the, the same the same work, it's always different. Um, one day could, could be very um, um, very very busy. We we could um, start with a um, we we could be starting the day with a surgery. So that means being ready if the patient has to be there at 5.30 in the morning, interpreter has to be there at 5.30 in the morning as, as well. And so the, those are things we, we don't have really control of. If it's a, a birth, for example, birth could be late at night. It's, so um, a day is, is never the same and appointments are always different. So which, which, is, which is interesting, of course. And so how many patients do you typically see in a day? We, uh, so again, it's, it's different. Uh, it could be, um, so if it's a surgery, of course, you're going to see less patients because you have to be there for so many hours. But uh, it could be, sometimes it could be um, four or five patients. For, so for French language is going to be a little bit less. We have other languages like uh, Arabic, Spanish, Chinese, that they, they will have more appointments. And can you describe a memorable experience from your work for me? Um, well, I was talking about um, birth. It's, all, it's always, those appointments are always uh, memorable, although they are uh, always, it's, it's, um, it's difficult, of course, but it's, it's always great because you, you, the um, outcome is usually a happy outcome. And what are some challenges you face in this position? Uh, so it's, sometimes we have to be, um, of course, we are pre present when a family is facing the, the death of a child. So the, this, is, um, this is always difficult. We, we are lucky to have a lot of support around as well, which is important. But it's one of the challenges. Okay. How specifically has the pandemic affected your work? Um, so it's made a lot of changes, of course, because we used to be in-person interpreters mostly, and now we've switched to remote interpreters. So we do a lot of over the phone interpretation and we, we had to be uh, very quickly, we had to know how to use the, this new technology the, um, but uh, of course, it has um, it has changed quite quite a lot. We can still 
we're still going for surgery, for example. The surgeries we we go there. But we hopefully um, things might change a little bit soon. Who knows? <laughs> and what are some important traits that you think a medical interpreter should have? Um, I think you you uh, you have to be willing to be helping people have to be there for, for them, of course, other than being able to speak um, to languages, um, you know, you have to be resourceful how to, because of many aspects we, and because of, we have the resources at the hospital, how to, we have to know how to get to those resources. What can we, how can we bring um, what the, the patient is asking how can we bring that to them? And how do you see medical interpretation changing in the future? Um, it's so, I think that there will still be in-person interpreters, um, but but it, it is evolving with uh, the uh, machine translations that we, we see now. We, um, the, 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 the companies are, are building work banks and, and they are getting better and better at it. It's, it's, not quite, it's not quite there yet, but they are getting better. And um, so just, just using a machine translation for um, interpretation or translation is not, not yet ready, but, but they are getting there. Do you think there ever could be a time where um, some sort of online translation could replace medical interpreters? Not, not anytime soon, because they could. What could happen is that yes, they they would use it, but they would need they would still need a uh, um, a, a, a proofreader, let's say, that would be able to go over. So is this is this correct? Because machine translation are, at this point are not. Um, uh, so some words are very difficult to, um, to, to, to translate. So, so one word can reflect so many different things that the, the machine is not able to, to see the distinctions yet. Do you think having knowledge of patient's culture is important for interpreters? Yes, yes, it is, yeah, of, of course. How did you develop cultural competence in this role? So it by um, um, talking with patients, so asking asking them about their their culture, because it, which is different from uh, from my culture, and try, trying to do some research on my own. But speaking with them, because they they come from so many different countries, and they, their background is going to be different, even though they are from African countries, it's, it will be different depending on where they are from. And how do you think that medical interpretation differs from other forms of translation? It, it's very different because it's, it's a whole, because you have a court um, interpretation they, as well in the industry, but those are really specific um, 
you yes you you have to know the language of of court or you have to know the the medical interpretation or it, it's really really specific you I, I would not <laughs> be able to interpret in court definitely so that is all the questions that i have for you today thank you so much for speaking with me yes thank you